Welcome to Backyards and Bevies. Grab your favorite bevy, pull up a chair, and enjoy the ride. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Backyards and Bevies. Uh, today is a rainy day here at uh, the old ranch, but <laughs> we got it set up to uh, have some uh, fun outside. I'm sure you can hear the pitter-patter uh, on the microphones and stuff, but hey, that adds to the uh, the ambiance. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, I got my buddy here, Adam. What's up? What's up? Uh, we, we never, like, toured together as like a professional um how would you say like we you weren't like an audio guy i wasn't Working like either. yeah like yeah, we had nothing <laughs> our paths never really actually truly had to cross during the day other than like a few things here and there but uh today folks i this is a really cool guest and i'm super happy to have adam on because oh, he deals with some of the the really deep stuff on in the music industry that I don't think gets talked about a lot enough, and so we're gonna dive into some really cool stuff. But Adam and me met on tour, uh, I would say, six years ago, maybe even longer. Yeah, probably. I, I see. I mean, it's probably the first FGL tour. Yeah, probably, it, which is. And what's crazy a while is ago, 2000, I don't know, 13, 14, something. Like easily 13, 14, and and what's crazy is I I'd seen you probably for a good year and a half yeah. before we actually, like. Like, hey, dude. <laughs> Kicked it. Said, what's up? That's touring, though, right? It's so silly. People like, hang out all day. You see each other working, yeah. and then you finally hang out, and then you're like, oh, we could have been friends, you know, three months ago. We could have been doing this whole thing, yeah. sipping sipping beers out back and, and uh, on the good stuff exactly. long time ago. But no doubt. What in the world? Yeah. Um, but you, you came in, and you were doing something that I'd never seen ever before on a tour, which I... I don't think I really understood it maybe up until uh, my last few years with, with the band and yeah. and you were on a riding tour bus yeah. like not riding but the writing writing yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and that, writing that's pretty dang cool because you that's your part to this industry right like you had a big um part in the publishing world yeah, and, and still working in it currently. Um, and what is, um, before we go too deep, but yeah. we're in Nashville where there's a lot of riding. I even wore my there. Johnny Cash uh, socks today. There you go. Just in, they you know. good with those bands. I'm sure he was a, he wrote a couple songs, right? A couple. Yeah, a few. <laughs> but uh, the publishing is a, a big deal here in Nashville, I would assume, like in, you know, the music industry in general. Yeah, it but. is. I mean, a lot of people don't even know that it exists, really. Fans and, you know. Uh, yeah. People that just listen to music for pleasure don't really understand uh, the back end of it too much, which is a lot of the songwriting and co-writes that happen. Man, and that just is like wild to me that it's it's kind of overlooked. Like people just assume a, a song gets like all of a sudden just hits radio. Like the artist, lot, it hits their brain yeah. and boom. Song. Yeah, I think a lot of people think the artist is sitting there in their bedroom writing writing the song every single time really uh you know and then you tell them no there's actually like 300 plus i'd say three 350 maybe and it's growing still but songwriters in nashville uh that write songs for a living signed by publishing companies that co-write pretty much yeah know, three four days a week and that's incredible yeah i mean i talked to some of my now that i have songwriting friends i'm like wow you you did three writes yesterday yeah <laughs> they're like yeah that's i got on my computer i did it and well now they zoom right which is even wilder <laughs> yeah i think on that bus that we're talking about uh, 
I think the most songs that the boys ever wrote were 12 songs in three days out there on tour. Yeah. 12 uh, songs. And and that's, I mean, we're going to get a little more in depth on it, but that's, that's wild. I mean, in one weekend, you write 12 songs. Yeah. I mean, and... and I think more people have this idea that it's a Taylor Swift sitting on the edge of her bed. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no offense saying. to Taylor. Good on her. She's written some songs. Oh, and a and lot stuff. of people do that. Where, lights where did you, because um, again, this isn't something that's like talked about a lot. So how'd you even know that you could get into publishing? Man, I've always been a fan of writing songs. I mm-hmm. mean, I wrote songs back in the day. I mean, there's probably... <laughs> couple of girlfriends that have old <laughs> cds that have a couple of songs i wrote to them you know oh man um but uh i really understood it more when uh i i have a buddy kanan smith who oh, yeah, i went yeah. to high school with he's an artist in town um and he was writing songs all the time and i i, I saw publishing happen through that basically saw him get signed saw him and Tyler Hubbard write a song for Jason Aldean and you know and started understanding more that oh man this is this is a business here you know yeah. what I mean and th- this is something that uh you know um that you can have success with in town when when you're lining up with the right people yeah you know and um seeing this at a young age i mean that's that's pretty you said high school well no, oh you knew no, canaan I, I knew canaan in high school uh, but it, it i it took me moving to nashville okay and being around them more and, and to to really understand it like oh wow yeah to, to understand and grasp it that's not when i jumped into publishing i i had some other touring gigs before yeah yeah uh went out and did the uh the writing bus um what did you do before you got it uh, just a little quick side note you were a man guitar it, tech right if yeah i remember well, correctly it, it kind of <laughs> o- overall ran and into i guess i would just call it assistant tm because i did so <laughs> many things at the time I, you know from uh setting the stage up to guitar technician running meet and greets you know so uh like everyone in Nashville, just wear, tours, wearing you know all saying? the hats. Yeah, just trying to wear all the hats and learn everything and be a sponge. I actually, uh, my first job was with Love and Theft. Yeah. Um, and they were uh, um, able, they had 11 guys on a bus. So they had uh, one, one bunk open. One open spot. And I called them. I was looking for a new way to get out of the golf business at the time, and uh, I've been friends with these guys for a while. And they said, uh, "Come out. We can't pay you anything, but come out and and learn learn the ropes. Learn the ropes." And I went out for about three, four months without pay and traveled with them, and worked close with their tour manager and front of house guy, and and learned everything. And then they ended up hiring me full time. Oh wow! And then that's when I started still wearing you know wearing all the hats uh, <laughs> but it, it it's it helped me get to where i am today to be able to understand uh the business side of it um the performance side and the song choice you know which i'm which i think to use a giant benefit because you deal with i mean now you deal with artists at a completely different level but starting out you see yourself you're like wow i want to get out of the golf business okay there's some friends of mine bam yeah, yeah. all right now i'm here and you'd already known Kanan. I'm assuming he had already moved here. Yeah, Kanan was here. Where'd you, uh, and where'd you guys grow up? 
we grew up in Virginia, Williamsburg, yeah. and uh, he, he had a band in high school and stuff. We we was hung a out a little bit. Band? We really connected more after high school. It was a punk rock band. Yeah, I've band. always thought of him. He had a little punk rock to him. Yeah, ever he, since I've seen him. Yeah, he does. He, he definitely <laughs> does. Um, but yeah, they. You know, he uh, he was a big inspiration there to get me to town. And um, when I moved to town is when I met T Hub Tyler okay. Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, and. Uh, he, we both needed roommates at the time, so we moved in together. And this is loving. This is back when you the very. This is before even loving. Wow. Theft. Yeah, and then moved in with T Hub, and that's when, before him and BK, ever met. And our roommate at the time, me and Tyler's roommate Jason O'Toole, actually is the one that introduced BK and Tyler to each other and said y'all should be writing songs together. That's amazing. And then BK started coming over to the house to write songs. That's so cool. Yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 an. Such an insane, I mean, that's probably like, what, 2010, 2011, I would yep. only assume? Yep, 2010, two, well, 8, 9, 10, yeah, in that whole time. And, they're, and they are proof of good songwriting. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is that is right there what, like, if, if you are young and listening to this and you pick up a guitar and you're like, I'm going to write a song one day, those, that's some inspiration right there because... They can write some songs. Yeah, man. They're, they're, <laughs> and they don't just write their songs. I mean, I've... Yeah, I, they write songs for other people, too, yeah. which is, you know... Part of that publishing it's game. Part of the publishing game. It's, it's amazing to be able to have that So then, so you, so you get here, you move in with Tyler Hubbard. Amazing. Yeah, that's my dog. T-Hub. Yeah. yeah, dude, that's awesome. And then you're like, all right, cool, I'm out of the golf game. I'm going to go... Uh, hey, you know, one thing we haven't done yet, I need a little morning little pick-me-up here what is yeah. this what did oh, you bring dude, let me see let me show you this this is uh <laughs> told me it's one of your favorite it's morning uh it is. Bev- it's bevies. called gold thread not to throw out any commercials here but gold <laughs> thread you're the jump off man this is a plant-based uh drink this is called hawaiian ginger this hawaiian ginger this one's for me digestive system yeah that's all a right good one. and then i've uh, been pretty good this week but this probably will still help me out i rock this one that's the uh, uh, a turmeric one Oh, helps with a uh, little inflammation. All right, a little digestion. So, like, get the morning rocking, you know? Yeah. You know. Well, cause hey, isn't that what like uh, songwriting's about? It's all about the vibe, right? All about the vibe. So, I mean, we might as well get this vibe going too. So let's get this all right. vibe going. Good gonna... gold thread, plant-based tonics. I, I think they sell these at Turnip Truck down the road. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? There's a lot of really cool things here in Nashville. I I always sell it short before oh, I moved here. Cheers, Cheers man. Bye. No. I went in got a taste to it though bam bam bam, bam and got him bam look at that that's like got a, him. yeah em- what what emerald <laughs> it emerald me bam yeah dude okay and i'm i'm all about the uh the drinks in the morning to make me feel better yeah. i had a guest not too long ago bring me some uh some tea oh. I, I can't i can't i can't uh reveal what tea because uh Okay. Because I still haven't aired it yet, but gotcha. But hey, I'm all about morning drinks. There's yeah. something about a good bevy in the morning, non-alcoholic. Not yeah, non-alcoholic. <laughs> nine thirty in the morning sometimes. I mean sometimes. But hey, <laughs> there's other things to do at nine thirty in the morning. One <laughs> hundred. Get that. Get the real vibe going. Yeah. So you move in with fr- dude. This is actually pretty good. Sorry. It's, one more time. It, it is good, man, and it's good for you. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> And on tour, there's so many times where we need something that's good for us after oh a, a long night of uh, sitting in a vibe room. Exactly. In the mornings. Next day. Delicious. Yeah. All right. Feels so right. you move in with T-Hub. You're yeah. from Virginia. 
from Virginia. You already have a friend here. Got You're like, Kanan's here. I'm moving to Nashville. Yep. I had another friend here too, but he moved, of course, right when I got to town. Of course. They they were like the main reasons. Ah. Uh, I won't say his name. Uh, it's I'm just kidding. kidding. Spence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you heard that. I can't believe you moved. I can't believe you moved, bro. <laughs> right when I got to town. I understand. That's yeah. awesome. And so our work, work calls. But then you get here and you're like, I'm going to go work at a golf course? Yeah, I worked at a golf club in Tennessee. Nice. Is yeah. that even around anyone? caddy. Yeah, it is. It's one of the... It's Premier? Probably one of the nicest clubs in Nashville. Where's well, it at? Out in Kingston. Springs. Oh, okay. That place is beautiful. It's like 30 minutes west yeah. or so, but it is it's beautiful. Yeah, I started caddying there. I started caddying there. All right. And... uh then is that where you got those golf skills man yeah. <laughs> or do you always did you always have it um man it's just something that i practiced back in the day a lot you know just working on sitting in a pro shop for hours working and you pick up a <laughs> golf club and you start juggling a golf ball around and working on hand-eye coordination and just helps with everything you got but, a good golf game too right it's not just about the tricks yeah it's not just about the tricks i got a good <laughs> golf game no, you yeah. can you can hold your own. Yeah, I try to at least. <laughs> uh, no, I played in high school and then went to a college to get a golf business degree, and then oh, that, dang. that's when I came here. I was in Myrtle Beach for that, and then came here and got the golf job. Wow! And then realized I didn't want a golf job anymore. You're like, that looks a little cooler. I'm like, music is dope. Yeah, I got a lot of good friends in it. I love it. It's a passion of mine. My father-in-law, he worked for uh, Footjoy. For nice. I don't know, long time. But that's awesome. He's been in the golf game forever. He has like some of the coolest, um, like, is it St. Andrews? Right? Oh, yeah. He's been there. I think he has a flag from there. Oh, nice. Like, he went to like one of the big tournaments over there. British and stuff. Open or something. Yeah. So I think St. Andrews is like where golf started, basically. Yeah, yeah. With Old the, Tom Morrison. <laughs> has, the, has that little bridge that you always see. It's always windy there. Yeah, it's always 18. real windy. Yeah. It is super windy. <laughs> I would hate it. Water. Oh, man. It I seems hate cold. It. Colder than this. Yeah, this is, sure. it's a little chilly out here. I just got like a little little, a little chill, chill, but yeah. that Hawaiian ginger is picking me up. So Yeah, I got my coffee over here too. Man. So you're in the golf game. You got the moves. The and I think game. in anything, everybody always wants to move up. Were you, were you seeing yourself just like, eh, this isn't going to do for me what I want in life. So I'm going to, I see these guys, they're doing something pretty cool. And riding is pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, golf got me to a point and then it was time to move on yeah i felt you know and i still love playing the game but not working in the business were you writing you know while you were there um seeing that you're like hanging out with like or you're living in nashville with the i mean probably not as much as i should have been (laughs) (laughs) but i i I was i was around you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and uh I always enjoyed watching those guys do what they loved doing because they were really good at what they were doing. Yeah. I wasn't as good at what they were doing. I still loved it and still liked writing songs here mm-hmm. and there, you know. But um, I enjoyed watching them. I enjoyed watching what needed to happen around them to make them successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like where I got my passion from is is watching T-Hub play writer's rounds and really listen and watch how people react. And, mm-hmm. you know. And what's a writer's round? A writer's round... A, is uh really only happens in nashville i guess there's some other place needs to be bigger but um it's when you have uh about five four or five songwriters well mm-hmm. three to five songwriters on stage and they take turns oh cool songs uh, is that kind of what like the bluebird 
does Bluebird, yeah. Okay. Listening Room Cafe. All right. Um, I've never been to one. I've I've definitely heard about them. And stuff. it's really they're really cool, man. It's just a way a way for people, I guess, to understand songwriting, not see an actual like performance, but mm-hmm. dive into like, yeah, just more the writing side and, and and connecting with the person who actually wrote the song too you know what i mean yeah for sure and there's an audience i'm assuming right? yeah, it's, yeah. It's there listening room sold out i think pretty much like all the time that's wild yeah they just have and a lot of, you know, i would say like 80 percent is you know out of towners coming in yeah i mean that's you're potentially seeing the next biggest hit biggest hit or hearing <laughs> one that you had no idea that that person wrote you know like, i would assume a lot of like a and r people sneak into those places and like kind of just chill in the back or you know people in in the business that are like trying to see the new next oh yeah for sure i mean if, you, if you're in the business you're kind of jumping around show to show anyways trying to see what <laughs> what's out next and, and who's coming up so you're going to these ride arounds after work you're like all right golf was cool today hit some good stuff, caddied it up for some people. Yeah. This, when I was setting up this morning, not to change the subject, but it reminded me of that uh, scene in Caddyshack where mm-hmm. he's like, the priest is out there playing golf and he's like, ah, the heavy stuff hasn't started to come down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was setting up, I was like, ah, the heavy stuff hasn't the started. Yeah, we're good. Down. We're yeah. just going to keep it going. And then the gale force wind <laughs> comes through and you're still out there playing. He's getting shocked by lightning at the end. You're yeah. like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. But great. you're going to these ride arounds. You're watching your your roommate just probably kill it you know you're like whoa yeah what is this guy doing yeah like you need to be on stage bro and he's like i'm i'm working on it we're working on it yeah (laughs) exactly you're like i need to be a part of this more yeah i I, um that was you know i just loved it i i I love being around songs and around Uh music and um it, it then grew because I actually saw Kanan really was the first one that like watched plate shows, you okay. know, watching play shows and stuff. And then uh, went from that to, you know, seeing Tyler and BK start getting together, but they weren't playing shows yet. They were really like leading worship at a church or playing a writer's round together and kind of like playing off each other's songs a little bit, but they weren't doing like duo thing yet. I gotcha. And then, um, uh, they ended up, you know, became a band, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of like, after they did enough of that, you kind of start moving away from the writers' rounds a little mm-hmm. bit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you start moving away from that and start playing shows now. Yeah, well, and that's where this. I'm assuming that you guys, seeing that you were doing these writer rounds, kind of came up with the idea of the tree vibes bus. I would just only assume that instead of, you know, an audience, now you're just bringing a bunch of guys out and you're like, all right, let's write. Yeah, man, it's. Um, it was really special. It was a special thing to be out there and watch, watch these guys. And um, I was basically in charge of handpicking songwriters in town mm-hmm. and bringing them out and putting artists and writers in their different groups for the day. Yeah. And that's, I mean, so to me, looking at it from an outsider's perspective, the first time I saw the bus, I was like, okay, I, going I have no idea thing? what is happening here. Yeah. I'm... Gonna go on a limb and say it's not the first time that an artist has ever wrote a song on the road, but I would go and say that it might be the first time that a, a whole bus was just dedicated, dedicated writing songs just, the whole time. Yeah. Let's just write songs. Yeah, that's what, that was the special thing about it, is that those guys were hungry. I mean, they they still are, of course, but they they were every time they came out there, they were yeah. ready to write songs. It wasn't about the party. It wasn't about this. It was like, let's make some bread. One hundred percent. Yeah, and that it's was always shit. interesting to me too because it was like, man, uh, these guys are just chilling. 
Yeah. Like, what what do they do during the day? And I mean, at the first you know sign of it, you're just like, all right, these guys are in catering, eating some bacon. Yeah. And I see this guy holding a red solo cup of orange juice. Yeah. Maybe a little splash of vodka. Splash, <laughs> splash of something in there, probably. Yeah. Um, and then they they just disappear, and then they're gone for this whole day, and then all of a sudden, showtime comes around. And I got. 14 dudes standing behind me at front of house and i'm like all right what is who are let me do my job now really (laughs) but now you guys are actually you know what i have to say you 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 and all the riders are always i mean some of the nicest people that were out at front of house that's what's up i mean that and i think that 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 comes from the top you know it's like people see how you acted out there you always like shook our hands you always like gave us the what's up and all that stuff and i never I I can't think of one instance where I was like, man, these guys are punters. Yeah, you know, like right. you know the term punter is like that person that just stands around has nothing to do. Yeah. But then you get a bunch of record lo- executives out there, and you're like, man, can you not set your drink on my console? Exactly right. <laughs> Everything. So you're like, can you back up behind the line? I feel like you should know these rules better than anyone else. But how yeah. am I telling? Why am I gonna tell you? I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your drink and pour it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the, that's like the the nice thing I wanted to do. Right. right exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But no. But that. I I just was always so impressed because I I saw songwriting as I would assume the majority of anyone else sees songwriting for years up until I started to hang out with you. Oh, yeah. And I have to say, wow, dude, thank you for opening my eyes to a whole world that yeah, these guys are working. Yeah, working. Yeah, and they're putting working. in some work, and it it turned around because I'm pretty sure that I've heard. At least thirty hits <laughs> Man, <laughs> on yeah. the radio. Yeah, at they, the least, it, it it did. It worked for sure. Um, yeah, those they came out there and wrote every day, you know, and and worked hard and yeah. um, and being out there, it creates a different type of atmosphere than writing in Nashville. You know, you get to see a show, you're getting to see how people react to songs, you're getting to kind of vibe with the artists in their world. Yeah. you know what I mean, and not so much the artist having to walk into a studio and write that day, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And who knows what he went through that morning and has to, you know what I mean? Yeah. On the road, you kind of wake up a little bit more happier. You have breakfast. You don't have to drive to work. Yeah. Someone else is driving. You go jump on the bus and write a jam, you know? And then that song's finished by the time you get off stage. Vocals on it. It's all mixed. That's wild. All the players, you know, have played on it basically because the guy tracking has sent it off to get keys on or somebody (laughs) there is talented enough to play the keys and guitar parts you yeah know what i mean and then come back on you enjoy listening to some jams you wrote after the, after the show Pretty is special. there one moment that you can look back at being not like reverse a little bit but in the room with t-hub as his roommate and hearing a song that maybe he's never published maybe he's never put out but you heard something and you're like this dude is absolutely legit man i think you don't even have to say the song, yeah, but can no, you there, think there of? There were a... so many. I, I mean, I got a few that at that time, nowadays we probably look back and kind of laugh at them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But there's still a handful of them that you're like, dude, you could cut that now and put that out. You know what I mean? But um, back then, they yeah, they were writing jams for that time for sure. It, I have one for you, and I'm sure it'll probably hit you uh, probably the same way. But uh, dirt. Yeah. I, I think we song. were in Canada. And it was still when we were like, uh, I would say maybe three buses. <laughs> I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't it was a giant tour at the time. Yeah. And he brought 
a lot of the crew onto his bus and played dirt for the first time. And I just remember it being like, wow. It's a song right here. Wow. And every night that I would watch it live, I'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I don't know. That was, a to me, one of those moments in life where you're looking at someone and you're like, I, I, the way that you lyrically put that stuff is amazing. Yeah. I mean, the the whole song just has a, a different kind of meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it just has a great feel to it, for sure. And there's something about country in general. I think a lot of guys are, maybe it's my opinion, but it seems like there's a good number of guys that are going back to storytelling. It's yeah. not just a, the same lyric. Throwing a party yeah, tonight. Try, yeah. Trying to find another way to throw a party. <laughs> Which yeah, is fine. I mean, they're falling in love. They'll always be that. And they'll always be the dog and yeah. the truck and all that stuff. But that's why songwriting's so hard, though, because you basically, in country music, you got, you know, you fall in love, you're throwing a party with some, with some you know, you're doing some farm <laughs> shit. What else you, <laughs> what else you doing? You know what I mean? Like, what's another way to say that today, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, I think they're coming back more to, uh, you know, you see a lot of these guys are doing great job storytelling yeah. with great hooks, and um, and maybe that is really meaningful. Partly lyrics. because you guys had this great idea to let's put them on a bus and ship them around the country, like Willie and Waylon and all the boys used to do. You know, it's like they were writing songs because they were living those songs. Yeah, they weren't just like driving to work and seeing it through the eyes of someone else. Yeah, I, I think, I think when you get you know six guys on a bus all together and they start sharing their stories yeah. with each other that's that's the special moment where it, it really comes out and you kind of you, you feed off each other you, you know you're someone's gone through the same thing you went through you know what i mean and you find mm -hmm. ways to, to talk about it you know and it really brings that kind of like you know that that uh emotion yeah the, the emotion that that group that group together that you know vibe. what i mean yeah the vibe that al allows them to come out with some magic you know it is magic i so all right you're on a bus you're on the tree vibes bus right because mm -hmm. that's what it was yeah yeah and you look over and this dude just starts playing a lyric and you're like whoa or, or he's playing a line on a guitar and you're like i got a lyric mm -hmm. and you lay it down right you're done everything's done it's said what's the next step because you said like you could potentially walk off stage that night and that song's done yeah if that song's done usually if there was an artist that wrote on it that day yeah uh whether it be the headliner or the opener or whoever mm -hmm. that came on to write mm -hmm. that day yeah um if they don't want to hold on to it then the song then goes to every publishing company that's involved with that song okay and then you have people there that are pitching that song directly to other a and r and to other artists to cut and that's how the publishing i guess world works how, how many publishing mm -hmm. houses are in nashville man i don't know <laughs> there's so many though uh, I, I couldn't really even take a stab at it to be honest so it's not something that's like because uh, i guess we could get a little further down the road but Eventually, it has to hit like the BMIs and the ASCAPs of the world, right? To get get these guys paid, right? Is that part of the deal? Uh, yeah, I mean, PROs are involved for okay. sure with so everything. Usually, you, you have, have the songwriter. Song. Let's just say I wrote the song, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I want to hold on to this. And you're like, this is gonna be a, a hit. I'm gonna send it to these publishing houses, or I'm gonna send it out. And then an artist grabs it, and they're like, ooh. Or do they go and like market it to these people? 
No, I mean, it's basically if you wrote the song mm -hmm. and I was your publisher, you would turn the song into me. And then I'm using my contacts. Uh, and you can use yours, too. I mean, if you have an artist that you're good friends with that you think would sound awesome on this, yeah. by all means, man, send that yeah, thing out. Like, that's that's your work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're on a 1099 publishing. Like, it's this is not just up to me. This is up to you to create your own future as well. So if you have that relationship, I suggest you use it. You know what I mean? And I got know you. how many times you should use it and, <laughs> and, and be careful of what you send in. You know what I mean? And that's, that's part of this business is like, so that's why it's I'd good rather, to... I'd rather send somebody two songs that I think personally are hits yeah. than send them 40 songs and let them shake off ones. You know what I mean? And stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I'd rather just be like, Here's what I got for you, dude. Bang, bang. Put these in your ear. And if you're going to think they're good songs, I promise. It might not be perfect <laughs> what you're looking for right now, but you're going to think they're good songs, you know? But then you can always tweak them because you're basically just sending a rough draft, right? Uh, I'm sending a, a good a good demo. A good demo, usually. okay. Yeah. And so then it hits an artist and they're like, you know what? I like this song. Yeah. What's the next step after that? What do they do then? They usually play it for their management, their producer get the thumbs up from everybody hopefully hopefully yeah hopefully and then uh they usually take it into the studio then and cut it and then probably live with it for a little bit after that unless they know for sure it's going to go on the album mm. some people cut you know more songs than what they're going to go you know what's yeah. gonna go on the album and then go back and say all right this is what we want to do is it easier when they're like and a higher echelon artist or does it really matter is it kind of just the same ball game no it's yeah definitely yeah uh, or does it make it harder when they're way more tall because they got to go or when they're a bigger artist because they got to go through more people uh, there's that too <laughs> uh, um but you know if basically if you're signed no matter what you yeah know, you're, you're going through people you're going through you people yeah. I mean? <laughs> so that's that's just what it is uh you know um what was the first thing you said? I forgot. Uh, so, like, when you cut it, right? So it goes to the artist, and then they're... What do they do with it next? Do so they have to hit their managers, you said? Yeah, that's and all what that. you're saying. That's right. Hit their managers, hit their producer, put and their even vocal then, on it, and then wait around, and you you can get a notice that something got cut, and then it doesn't make the album. You know what uh, I mean? So yeah. that's just how you've been told things are going to be the next single, and then it's not the next single. It's just that's just this business really you know what i mean so yeah. that's kind of like when it comes out then let's party <laughs> then, then yeah, let's you know party, what i mean yeah. like when i see my, when i see that that title on the cd cover yeah until it comes out it's it's you know fingers crossed kind of thing and when you came here i mean you're still i mean that's almost 10 years ago right so the business was yeah. still had cds there were still nashville seems to me like it's always been one of those places too where you, it, everyone's approachable so for sure you have a chance to be like hey dude i think you'd like this song at the bluebird when they're up there or when they're in the audience and they might go i might i might listen to it yeah and your chances actually are probably pretty high that they might listen to it <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> like as opposed to like being in la and you're like hey britney spears uh you might dig this song it might be your next pop hit right she'd be like yeah no <laughs> yeah I, I mean yeah that's i mean it helps playing songs out like you mentioned the bluebird like yeah. you see a lot of writers go out there and play songs that they love and you know i know for a fact that's how up down got cut you know out, really um, hardy, that's amazing. hardy was playing it uh down at key west festival <laughs> and i remember when 
um, when Seth, yeah, I, I heard the song and I, I saw people working all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> when you hear the song and then you see people jump on their phone for a second and, and you know that something's going on, yeah. you know what I mean? You're like, all right, they're trying to hold that or whatever. And that's just things that you pick out. Some people yeah. don't, but I'm sitting there listening to the song too. Going, oh, and I say, oh man, this is, nobody's cut this. This sounds like a hit to me. That was a hit. And it, yeah, it ended up being a hit and they did the right things with it, man. Big old song. Big old song. Yeah. Um, I watched a Garth Brooks documentary. Have you seen that one on Netflix? I think it was. I haven't. It was awesome. It was interesting, but it talks about him playing at the Bluebird. Oh, really? Yeah. It talk, um, I can't remember what song it was, but it was one of those big ones. Not the rodeo. The Thunder Roll. <laughs> one of those giant <laughs> ones. I mean, I think he has like four giant hits. Yeah. <laughs> four albums four of giant, albums, yeah, of giant, giant hits. hits. Yeah. Jeez. It's crazy. Um, but it was something like that. It was one of those... Uh, Oh, the dance! I think oh, that's yeah. what it was, and so, and someone was playing it, and you know, it just got to the right person, to the right person, to the right person, and yeah. next thing you know, this dude's has his song being played by Garth Brooks. I mean, that's all. That's it's cool how it works, man. When people are champions of songs, like you never know what can happen, you know. Um, and, and that's just the beautiful thing about this business is yeah. you, songs get cut from five years ago that match up with somebody right now and the message does and the performance does and right? they go, let's, let's cut this thing. I was standing at a show the other night and uh, it was it was just a private event and this dude walks in with like an alligator suit on, like blue purple hair. And I'm like, who is this guy? This guy has to be someone special because yeah. you just don't walk into a party like that. And you know, blue and purple hair. It was gray, blue, purple. I mean, it was like every. He was just rocking it. And he was an older guy. It wasn't like he was some you know twenty year old just trying to be loud. This mm. guy was just loud. And he had like one of those like giant like turquoise medallions around his neck. Okay. Might as well. It wasn't it. Halloween. <laughs> it was. It, it was not Halloween yet. So I was like, All right. okay, this guy is in a room full of people wearing polos, and he's walking in like this. Who is he? Uh-huh. Come to find out, he was the writer for Eye of the Tiger. No way. That's crazy. <laughs> I've been I've been around some people who have had a hit or two. Like that dude's making mailbox like his oh, mail mailbox money. His mail probably. guy can't even figure out how to stuff more envelopes into his mailbox. Yeah, that's got to be especially <laughs> back in the day, man. Couldn't imagine if I was him on that thing. Oh, my, I mean, think about every wedding, think about every I mean, it still gets played right now. It's probably being played in 30 bars right now as we see, speak in yeah. Nashville. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> probably right before all football games too. In, yeah, it's Ready it's a uh, yeah, every high school that doesn't know who even wrote this or performed the song oh dude funny story about that it's something just like that <laughs> i was at the preds game the other night uh-huh. and uh sitting there and danger zone comes on oh my god they're playing the jam you know what i mean and these college kids behind me go oh that's the song from spy something <laughs> <laughs> It made me feel so old, dude. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. That's what you relate it to is this Spy Kids movie or something, right? Danger Zone. I'm sitting here thinking about Top Gun, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Top Gun, bro. Yeah. And it's just funny, and you're like, oh, gosh, I'm getting to that getting to that age where yeah. things switch up. Isn't that crazy, though? You're yeah. like, like, like no. Some not. of the songs, though, that are out there, you know, and, and here you go. I would have only assumed 
that I Had the Tiger back then was written by the band because that's how it was. You know, a lot of bands wrote their own songs and performed their own songs. Right, right. No, this dude, I, I, I don't even know. They were saying he's wrote thousands of hits. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I can't. And he's just chilling in Nashville wearing alligator suits. Oh, I was so impressed, dude. That's awesome. I, there's just something about someone like that that you're just like, songwriting, again, is just something that's so deep. Yeah. And you're like, you're willing to give it away. It's like a baby. Yeah, man. It's it's definitely, uh, it, it's a cool thing like that because those guys are so, and girls. Oh, my gosh. Them, yeah. They're, they're yeah. so good at being able to create that day and then let it go. It's like being a painter. You know what I mean? Like a painter knocks out a painting, might spend some time on it, but then it's done. You know, you still have to be inspired to go back to that painting or like not to <laughs> not, you know, to keep on working on that. Thing, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, and the same thing goes with songwriting, you know, but to be able to create, let that go. Mm-hmm. And go all right. There it is. That's that's the song. And then be able to create something new the next day yeah. and to keep on moving on. You know what I mean? It's just unbelievable how many songs they have, really, in catalogs of it. Do you have to? I mean, because you're dealing with some newer artists now. Like, uh, you've 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 moved on to a new spot um, in publishing, mm-hmm. and you're like a you're up there in the management side of it, right? Or you're you're helping like kind of develop and yeah, senior same, creative director, yeah, and do some A and R stuff. Is is basically putting rooms together. So and now that songs. now that you're at like a place like that, because again. You had the Tree Vibes bus, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there, it was a bunch of guys coming up. You all were working together, learning, growing. Yeah, for sure. Now you're kind of like able to mentor too, right? Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I would only If anybody be- wants advice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would only believe that that's, yeah. um, that's where you kind of have to be in a situation yeah. where you're taking young songwriters and you're like, hey, look. This is the this is how we have to do this. This is how we have to develop you. You gotta put in the time. For sure. You gotta be willing to let go of it. Yeah. And, and a lot of those guys coming out there already knew that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're willing to sacrifice and get on the road and write songs yeah. and, and and stay out on the road sometimes when everybody went home. We'd be out west and Everybody would fly home for the, you would be home. Everybody'd be home, but I, the songwriters. I, I actually remember a couple times. I remember a couple times where out we west. stayed out west, and yeah. all of a sudden, y'all showed up at the same truck stop. We're like, we're like okay, doing? I see what you guys are doing. Yeah. Roadies, Stumble- man, we're out there, yeah. dude. We're out there in your sweats, hopping off the bus at like three in the morning to grab yeah. a snack. Exactly. Man. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you were designing that bus, the first go around, it was. Because it wasn't the same bus every time, was it? Or did you hold we, the same uh, one? We had for two that different one? buses when I okay. was out there. Yeah, they were both white, though. I remember. Yeah, both white buses. Yeah. Did you like the first inception? You're like, all right, we need certain things on there, or was it kind of just organic? Like, hey, we're gonna leave this open. We have the speakers. We got the computer. Here's a new songwriter coming in. He's like, hey, what should I bring? You're like, bring guitar and some songs. Yeah, man. Really, I would have it set up. It was two rooms, front and back lounge. Mm-hmm. studio room and then it would have everything you needed to basically plug in and and play and i would let the guys know like hey if you want to bring an electric or whatever okay know, you can go ahead and I'm do in that but everything else is pretty much there for just you let's have some fun yeah be able to jump on get in your room so i asked you if there was one song that stood out at when you were a roommate with t-hub mm-hmm. but is there one song that stands out when you rode that bus 
<laughs> man, that hasn't been cut. Um, that has. Let's do that has been cut. Because, I mean, I'm going to say that, you know, I've, I've stood next to you at some number one parties before in life. And, yeah. compl- and what's, uh, what's wild to me is that we've interacted a lot outside of touring mm-hmm. because my wife's in the business and yep. I get to go to these like management parties that, you know, most roadies didn't go to <laughs> nice. unless you were mixing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I can think of one song specifically and I'll name it after, after you go, but I can think of one song that even still to this day when I hear it, I'm just like, that is a powerful song. Yeah. Um, my favorite song would probably be the, the first number one that came off that bus. And that was, uh, you make it easy with Jason Aldean. Mm. And uh, let's see, that was um, that 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 was a great day because it, it's so cool to be able to hear that song from the get go. Yeah, you know, and I think it was Morgan Wallen's first number one as a songwriter too. So it it was just like special all the way around to have a, a little bit of hand in that and to be like, hey, why don't you get back here with him and you know y'all should write today. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, <laughs> and then that kind of gets made, you know, and you're like. It's not for Morgan. It's not for Florida Georgia Line. I think T Hub texted to Aldine. Oh wow! And he put his vocal on it like that, and then you have a song that goes number one. And that was, uh, yeah, that was super special. That's kind of cool. like, you know, we got the ball rolling with that one. You know what I mean? And uh, when I w- when after I left Tree Vibes, I think the the bus ended up having four U.S. number ones and three Canadian wow. number ones. And over like fifty some cuts. That's incredible, dude. Yeah, man, it was it was it was really cool just to see those songs come to life and watch your friends be creative. You know what I mean? And and knowing that I, I had a little bit of creativity in in how to vibe it out and how to where to put the right songwriters. You know, in my one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, like it, creativity. We've talked about it on the show before. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the person physically doing it but right, helping right, that right. person get their medium you brought up artist you know uh, there's so many ways that people around them can help these people be more creative mm-hmm. because when you see someone that's creative you're like i need to help i I need to let them harness or i need to take the weight off of them so they can just like and that's that's part of the a and r stuff that i love yeah. about the job is being able to find that artist find someone you believe in get them linked up with the right songwriters, get them linked up with the right producer that understands the sound. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, well, that's another big part, too, is, yeah, finding that person that'll take the sound to the next level, right? Right, yeah, for sure. So that's part of that, cool, we cut it, we got it with the right artist, their management approved it, now we got to get them in the studio. Yeah, and, and usually, you know, sometimes you have a producer, usually you have a producer that's already involved with that whole mix. Yeah, okay. Um but there's plenty of times where you, you know you gotta go out and find the right producer and uh and get sometimes you you give things shots and then it doesn't work out the way it's done and then you go recut it with somebody else yeah you know like it and until you land it right everything can be kind of you know until you're on that until you're on that uh album <laughs> yeah yeah until tell it's on the album or until you know um um yeah and t- until it's out there in the world and, and, and doing well, you can really do, you know, yeah, you can do whatever, switch as, things up if as, you need to. As a person who's been creative, I'm going to say probably your whole life, looking at someone like uh, like a Florida Georgia Line and like T-Hub and Brian, 
they have this giant hit, right? Cruise. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, how can we make it better? Well, why don't we add this dude named Nelly? Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, like, that in itself right there. Uh, I, and I don't know if a lot of people can even put themselves back this far, but, I mean, he had a number one hit with Tim McGraw. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nelly, back in the day. Nelly knows what he's doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's a smart man. Uh, like, 100%. Yeah, I mean, he's he's made a good career off of... Uh, off of hip hop and and country music, yeah. and that's a good collaboration too. Yeah, it's very cool. And when, he was one of the pioneered it. You I, know, I kind of bring that up a lot when people are like, "Oh, but that's that new style stuff," and it's like, "Hold on, that, I think that song came out in the '90s, or if not '90s, early 2000s." Yeah. <laughs> so really there's nothing did. new about no these, these crossover artists. Not at all. Nothing new about it. It just all. was. It, I feel like people just want to hate on it's certain just things. Done again in someone else's generation, <laughs> and then they think it's the first time yeah, that like, it's happened. Like, oh, that's crazy, yeah. Nelly and FGL. You're like, wait, hold on. I mean, yeah, that's that's giant, and it, and that song, it was wow, huge. that yeah, that was another wow ever for sure. I can remember because I was mixing Nelly mm-hmm. out on the stadium runs and stuff, and nice. some of the other stuff. But um, when we played Fenway Park, sick. Yeah. I mean. You remember that day? Yeah. Just standing there with all the greats already in Fenway, and then you're like, okay, well, let's go out and, you know, tear this place apart. And and it was one of those insane shows where you're watching people in the middle of the day who are who definitely never owned Nelly's first album. <laughs> right, yeah. Sing along to these songs. You're like, wow, yep. this dude is... Ah, I'm impressed. Yeah. No, dude, he's, <laughs> he's one of my favorites ever, you know, growing up to still today. Yeah. You know, he's just always been a favorite. And he always brought everybody outside state. I'm pretty sure that, Tree. I'm going to go on a limb and say that you guys would take a writer's break when Nelly was on stage. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Without a doubt. That was the first thing I was doing. I was f***ing one down and going to watch Nelly. You know what I mean? Like, that's, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a treat for me. I'm, I'm a big fan of hip hop. I'll I'm listening to hip hop when I'm not working, you know okay. what I mean? And uh, I, I like listening to country music. I listen to the charts. I listen to new things that have come out. But when I'm enjoying time on my own and, and hanging, it's all hip hop. Yeah. Usually. Well, yeah. I, and that's part of that winding down. I think people have their certain. Yeah, you like, got to break away from a little bit. Yeah, you can't always listen to country music, no. especially if you're in it as a business. You have to listen to everything else around it. Then you have to listen to it. But then when you go home. Oh, no. No. I'm going to listen to... It's not on today's top country or anything like that. I don't that. listen to music. No. <laughs> Dude, I'm, hey, sometimes being silenced is the best. You know, like, I, when you can get in a car and it's a little warm and there's nothing planned. <laughs> I, I can do silence probably better than some of the, the other people in this world, or in the, the audio business. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, to me, getting... When I would be off tour, music was the last thing I wanted to deal with. Yeah, like, I understand. Uh, even walking into like restaurants and they're playing a song, yeah. Because I toured with some, definitely some A market people, and so yeah, their did. songs are on crazy the radio, or they're on the freaking playlist, or they're on the. And then now that Spotify and these other, you know, like iHearts and all these places can they can just stream them. You walk into a business or you like walk into Sam's Club and you hear Nelly on the radio. You're like. I like the song, but I yeah. just got done touring with him for, you know, yeah. four months. I don't want to hear the song again. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nelly, but I'm good on hot in here right hey, now. Hey, I'm, hey, I love it, but yeah. I, I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> but that goes for all the artists I've worked for. I mean, <laughs> I, I worked for uh, Justin Bieber 
back in 2010. Sick. And I had heard Baby so many times that by the time I was done touring, uh-huh. it somehow was in every playlist and every restaurant. And I mean, oh man, for years I couldn't get away from the song. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> couldn't get away. From that was one of those ones that just like, uh, yeah. That was a big one. <laughs> yeah. No, I can understand. It's catchy as hell, though. <laughs> Get but you. there it is. That is the thing. These songwriters and this publishing game and this all this stuff is so amazing to me because you guys are the ones that are are writing the mathematic equation that people are going, I love that song. Why do I love that song? Mm-hmm. Well, because these songwriters and these publishing houses and these, you know, people, you you're the one that's sitting in these rooms with these artists going uh let's let's do the tempo like a little bit we need to up that just a touch not yeah i mean sometimes <laughs> sometimes well you know sometimes what I, mean. I, I more listen to it down and and i i do give critiques back well, and I was gonna forth say, they to, probably to the songwriters they want to know yeah. if the, you think it's you know and the more honest good, you are yeah the more honest you are and sometimes they agree with it sometimes they don't that's you know? about being an artist though yeah i sent <laughs> i sent my opinion the other day and then it was nope we're keeping that in there and i was like all right, all right. that's cool with me i don't have a problem with it and that's the thing though. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Hey, you asked. I'm firing back. But you you are at the forefront of a lot of this business though that's happening in Nashville. And I think that's just so cool. And that, that that's why it's such a treat to have you on because cool, so many people are I think not in the dark with the music. It's just one of those things where you just don't get a lot of info. You get whatever the news gives you or you're you're like, Oh, that artist is yeah. you know, dating so and so but mm-hmm. The reality is, is people are streaming music nonstop. Yeah. I mean, if they're not listening to a podcast, they're probably listening to a song. Yeah. And they're sure. pro- and why though? Well, because it's catchy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how do you, and and these catalogs that you have, we were talking about it in my kitchen before we came out here. It, it's insane to me that you know people are writing like we said three three times a day, some days, Sometimes, five days yeah. a week, yeah. seven days a week. Just depends how hungry you are. And they're just cataloging these things over yeah. and over thousands and of songs and catalogs and you're just hoping and then this one song makes it yeah and getting outside cuts is like one of the toughest things now because uh, like you know you got a lot of artists that want to be in this be in the room and write their own stuff you know you have a handful that still take outside yeah. cuts all the time you know but and that's because it, it i'm assuming it's getting harder now that people can stream stuff, it's not like buying a CD, right? So getting yeah, paid is I mean, starting get, to get... Well, that's a whole freaking <laughs> story right now, man. It's crazy yeah. with Spotify and everything, how they pay songwriters. Yeah. And soon, and yeah, it's... That's, a, that's another episode, That's right? another episode. But it makes it harder, though, to make money. And so people need exactly. touring or they need other outlets. But songwriting is one of those things where it's like, well, cool, if I'm going to get paid, then hopefully I'm one of two on here or one of three or... Yeah, you, you start looking at how many people are in that room real quick. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, there's four people. Do we really need them today? No, it's not like, but you know, you you start trying. That thirty-three and a third looks nice. You yeah, know what I mean, one hundred percent. Oh, uh, hey, <laughs> I know? I can only imagine, and it's just such a, a an honest. To me, having you here and speaking of this stuff is is very eye-opening to me because I can look at like being creative with this podcast. And there's two million other podcasts that I'm dealing with. Yeah. Like, how can I stand yeah. up out? How can I do one thing differently? And I'm assuming that's what songwriting is too. It's like, how can I 
word that there's only so many times you can say I love you. Yeah. Exactly. So how can I say right. I love you in the coolest, most dopest way with a a four four playing in the back with <laughs> however right. you know like you guys talk it out in the bus, but that's yeah. what it starts boiling down to. It's like, well, cool, that was a cool lyric, but let's go deeper. <laughs> yeah, let's go deeper. Let's find out what what we want to write today. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of how they they attack it, really. You know, and it's. Um, yeah, it's pretty special, pretty cool thing. Yeah, cool craft, very cool craft. Yeah. So I, I had said that I had, there's one song that I know I'd seen you. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, that? God's country. Yeah, oh, sick song. Uh, it, even when I watched Hardy play it live. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you're like, gives me chills, man. Chills. I'm like, oh, good dude. He's crushing. It is crazy. <laughs> it, it, it was cool. I was at Tree Vibes that day where they wrote that at the publishing house. Okay. Uh, Devin Dawson. Schmidt and Hardy and I could hear from the room I was working in kind of like what they were doing in there I was like oh my gosh this is crazy and uh they sent it to I think Blake Shelton had it that day and was listening <laughs> to it in his tractor wow. while he was on his farm and if you're listening to God's Country for the first time in a tractor on, on a farm, farm and you're an artist <laughs> I mean how do you say no to it you know what I mean I you're mean, just like this is the sh- Oh, dude. This is, yeah, banger, man. What it is. Banger. And w- we stood there that day at that number one party at Old Red. Mm-hmm. And the energy, I've, I've been in, I think, maybe two other one, number one parties of his. But the energy in that one, there was something different. And yeah. that song, I don't know, even to this day, I put it on my radio and I'm like, Whoa. it's a banger. Wow. Yeah, that, that's just, a good one. Yeah. And, and you can feel it. At, it, it, it would. It transfers over to a show really well, you know, performance, live performance, and that's yeah. that's kind of one of those. I mean, I want like like we were saying. Song, I watched Hardy play it every night, and then I've been to a couple Blake shows, yeah. and both you just crush like, Damn, it. This is the song of, of, of the whole night. You know what I mean? It just hits you like that. You just you like, watch oh. the audience just shut down. You're like you guys did it that day. <laughs> you know, one artist that I've always wanted to go see that uh, I feel like. And I could be wrong because I just don't know anyone that really could tell me if he writes his own stuff. But um, George Strait. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those, another artist that to me, he's like a Garth Brooks or, you know. Oh, for they, sure. They yeah. just have songs that even if they didn't write them, they sing them and they sing them great. Yeah. Like, whoa. Just over talented, talented guy. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing this publishing oh, stuff with us. But. Yeah. On your end, where do you see country music kind of is it going the direction we said earlier like back to a songwriter kind of Man, like There's there's no to be honest right now it's like no genre. No genre. No genre, man. Is there even a genre in the world right now? I don't think so, dude. I just think great music is great music, you know. And uh if it if it has to fit into a radio box somewhere, mm-hmm. then there's ways of, you know, trying to make that happen. But, yeah. you know, really, everyone's just really, I think people are just creating right now. Having and, fun. Yeah, having fun and coming out with the best sound of songs. And, you know. Are you a Post uh, Malone fan? Yeah, I dig Post. I dig, I listen to some of his stuff. I wouldn't say, like, I sit here and tell you my favorite post line but um is he he's a songwriter though too right yeah yeah yeah. i was gonna say because sure uh, for some reason i i in my brain i had it thought that he was a songwriter before he became well maybe i guess all of them are songwriters before they become big artists but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um i didn't right. think that maybe the thought that i had was he wasn't a 
rapper per se before he went into that genre because i always see him playing acoustic guitar and yeah. you know he's always he's like he's talented man that's the thing like he's just talented he could do a country song if he wanted to he could do a pop it's just a if you have people that become fans of you they're gonna listen to what you put out you know what i'm saying yeah. they're gonna whether they're gonna like it or they're not gonna like it but yeah. most of the time people like it <laughs> sorry <laughs> my bad who's your uh who's on your playlist right now man your rap playlist because that's oh, when you go home dude. you're done with work you got in the car you pulled I've been listening to, the... to a lot of Wu-Tang lately oh because they have this show on Hulu right now yeah 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 about the it's like a series Wu-Tang series so I've been uh, I've been jamming a lot of Wu-Tang and Method Man whoa some Red Man man back in the day I introduced my mom to Old Dirty Bastard yes, <laughs> it only lasted for she was in town this week and only lasted for a couple She's 30, like, 35 seconds maybe 40 <laughs> seconds she could handle it you can turn that off some now Old Dirty You're, Bastard uh, my bad <laughs> yeah um, like alright Jamie they were in uh, what was it Old, Old Dirty Bastard had a song with Maya uh huh uh, remember the movie Bullworth no oh man that that was one of my favorite songs with all of them piss. little you gotta, you gotta Can I take a break for a second? Well, we're almost done. You want to just wrap this yeah, up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's wrap it up. All sorry. Right. No, no. I'm you... sorry, man. It, it, I'm drinking three drinks right now. I got coffee. <laughs> I got vitamin water and, and the gold, gold. You don't need to go inside. You can just hit the back when oh, we're done. thank you. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. Hey, this was an amazing episode. Yeah, man. Dude, thank you so much thank for you. being on the show, Adam. Appreciate uh, it. We'll it was awesome. Do, but we'll do it again. We'll talk money next time. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> We'll talk Spotify and money. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right. Hey, everyone. This is another episode of Backyards and Bevies. It's been a pleasure. Uh, much love. Yes. Thank sir. you. You can go ahead and I'll, I got water. Oh, you go ahead and do it. Do your thing. I'm gonna make those headphones off with you there. <laughs> All right, everyone. This was uh, another wonderful episode of Backyards and Bevies. Um, I'm gonna bottoms up because I think Adam has enough uh, fluid in him now. But. Uh, <laughs> Cheers to all you out there. Thank you so much. You have a, a wonderful week. I uh, And I look forward to seeing you guys next week on Backyards and Bevies. Later.